The following program is intended for mature audiences. You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Nice personality combination, hostile and intolerant. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're talking about dating. Yeah, I know, I'm a happily married old dude. I haven't dated in years. What the hell do I know about dating? Well, I wanted to talk about dating for a couple of reasons. Dating is very different now than when I was a kid or when I was a young adult. People have a different view of dating and I'm not sure it's a healthy view. Now, I'm not talking about all people, but there's a lot of people out there who don't get what dating is supposed to be about, at least in my opinion. So I wanted to share with you what I think dating is supposed to be about, and then maybe it'll help you or people you know have a better dating experience. So we're going to start with what dating used to be, and then I'm going to talk about what it appears dating has evolved to, at least for some. But I've seen the stories, and I've heard people talk about it. People that I follow on Twitter, on Instagram, friends of mine, they've talked about dating experiences. I've read about some of the horror stories that are out there. And it shows me that there's something wrong with the mentality of a lot of people about what dating is supposed to be about. I don't know. Can we call this Dating 101 by Gamer Dude? Is it a dating class? Is it my dating TED Talk? Is it just an old man sitting here talking about the way things used to be and why can't we have things that way anymore? We can look at it that way too, but whatever we're going to call it, we're talking about dating today. Now, the reason for dating has changed over the years. When I was a kid, when I was growing up, when my parents were younger, when my grandparents were younger, dating was a thing that you would do to get to know somebody with the intention being that you're eventually trying to find a mate, someone to marry. Now, back when I was a kid, back when I was a teenager, back in my 20s, the dating ritual didn't involve sex. Okay, well, let me rephrase that. The goal wasn't sex. Okay, let me rephrase that too. There was always a sexual overtone, let me put it that way. The point of the date was to try to get to know somebody. Yes, sex was an ultimate goal, but so was having a wife. And again, this is from the male perspective. Obviously, I can't talk about it from the female perspective, but I know having a sister and having a mother and having known women all of my life, there is a female perspective. And back when I was a kid and back when my mom was a kid, the female perspective was they were being dated and they were looking for a husband. Guys were looking for a wife. Girls were looking for a husband. But you were also looking for somebody that you could spend time with aside from the sexual part of a relationship because sex is not the be-all and end-all of all relationships. I know, shocking, right? Well, let me tell you, as an old guy, sex is great. Don't get me wrong. I love sex. But it can't be the focal point of your relationship because you know what? There's other things in life. I know, that's almost blasphemous to say. Believe me, there's more to life than just sex. And there's more to relationships than just sex. And in fact, a good relationship has sex as one of the highlights, but it's hardly the focal point. Not if you have a really good, strong, deep relationship. And that's what the dating process is supposed to find out for you. If you have someone who you're compatible with on multiple levels. So when I was a kid, you'd go out on a date and you'd try to get to know somebody. The first date was always the feel them out stage. It would often involve going out to dinner because over dinner you could have a conversation. It would sometimes involve going to a movie. The downside of going to a movie is you can't have the conversation. So that's why dinner and a movie became a standard kind of date. 
Because you could have the conversation, get to know them over dinner, then head to the movie theater and check out the movie. And by the time the movie rolled around, you'll either know that you want to spend a little more time with this person, and the movie's a chance to get a little more cozy, perhaps, if you felt comfortable doing that, or you'd know, I have two hours left with this person, and then I can hit the road. But when I was a teenager, and when my parents were teenagers, and when their parents were teenagers, winding up in bed together was not the focal point of the first date, or the second date. Those first couple of dates were getting to know that person. It was all about trying to understand who that person was, and if you liked them or not. So getting to know the person, that being the goal, was what you tried to do over dinner, or over coffee, or over drinks, or whatever you were doing. So you would try to have a conversation while you're eating your appetizer, having your drink, eating your food. That was the point. But I'm jumping ahead because even before you get to the dinner, you have to plan the date. You have to plan something. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I mean, it depended on your age, it depended on your budget, and it still does. I mean, if you're working at CVS for 10 bucks an hour, you're obviously not taking somebody to the Rainbow Room in New York City for your first date. Not without taking out a small loan. But what we learned, what we did, was we planned a date ahead of time. And we'd call the person back when we used telephones for actual phone calls. Or we'd discuss with the person if we happened to know them in person, like at work or at the supermarket or wherever we met them. And we would make plans. What are you doing Friday night? Now, according to my mother, you had to give somebody at least a week's notice. As I got older, that week became three, two, sometimes even one day notice was enough, depending. But you gave somebody notice, usually. It wasn't a spontaneous, hey, you want to do dinner tonight? That happens in the movies. That happens in TV. Sometimes it happens in real life. But the courteous, polite thing to do is give somebody a chance to plan. Even if you're going to the local dive bar for dinner, you give somebody a couple of days notice. Hey, would you like to go to Kelsey's? We'll have dinner at 7. That does several things. Number one, it shows you know what you're doing. You've picked a place. You've picked a location. You've picked a time. And number two, it shows you're interested. It shows you want to be with this person at this particular time, at this particular location. That's the point of the date. You want to spend some time with them. When you go on a date, the understanding, at least when I was a kid and when I was in my teens and when I was in my 20s, the point of the date was to show interest. Dating was a feeling out process. You would ask the person out, and the person on the receiving end would either say yes or no. You were hopeful they'd say yes, but you were aware of the risk they might say no. And if you got the yes, yay, you get to plan the date. Get to pick out your new shirt. And if you got the no, you moved on. You went, oh well. You might be angry. You might be disappointed. But that was it. You took no for an answer. You didn't get all stalkery. You didn't leave hate messages. You didn't get rude. You didn't show up at their place of work and stare through the window at them. You took no for an answer, and you moved on. That was just the way it was. But if you got the yes, you got to plan the date. But you planned the date with the intent of getting to know somebody. That was the point of the date. Now, I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. I know a lot of guys, even when I was a kid, even when I was in my dating years, a lot of guys plan that first date with the intent of winding up in bed with somebody. That was a fact when I was younger. That was a fact when my parents were younger. But that wasn't the point of dating for the most part for most people. The point of a first date was to get to know somebody. Part of that was the societal view of sex. Because the societal view of sex has changed so much over the years, sex on a first date is not frowned upon the way it used to be, and so it has become a focal point of dating these days that it never was when I was younger, which is really a shame, and which I also think leads to a lot of the problems that happen in the dating world these days. 
too many guys, and it's usually guys. I don't mean to sound like a jerk about it, guys, but it's your fault, usually. Some women, but mostly it's guys, being jerks about sex. They go on dates for the express and sole purpose of having sex. They think that's what dating's about. That's not what dating's supposed to be about. I mean, if you want to go on a date for the express purpose of having sex, the easy answer to that is call up a call girl. If you're just looking for sex, there are people willing to accommodate you. And it's a guaranteed win if that's all you're looking for. But if you're dating, the understanding should be you're trying to get into a relationship. You're trying to get to know somebody. You're trying to develop something that's going to last more than tonight. And that's the viewpoint that's changed over the years. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today, because I think it's a change that should go back. We should modify the way we look at dating these days. Dating is supposed to be about getting to know somebody and developing a relationship with that person and finding a person that you like spending time with, not just in bed, but somebody that you can go to the store with, somebody that you can go for a drive with, somebody that you can sit on the couch with and do nothing, have a cup of tea, read a book, somebody that you can sit in a room in silence with and enjoy their presence. That's what a relationship is. Don't get me wrong, it's nice to eventually wind up in the bedroom at some point, but if you're looking for a relationship, you have to do the dating dance. You have to do the dating ritual so you can explore all of the aspects of that person so that you can determine if you're compatible. Now, a lot of guys are going to say, well, I don't care. As long as they're good company and good in bed, what the hell is the difference? Well, I guess the answer to that is, what are you looking for in a relationship? If you're just looking for sex, then don't worry about the dating process. Go find a call girl. Just go get your sex and leave the women alone who want an actual relationship. Because when you're in a relationship, when you're looking for a relationship, when you're looking for somebody to be married to, if that's your goal, you have to remember you're spending a lot of time with this person. And you should want to spend a lot of time with this person. And it should be a person that you get along with on every level or at least as many levels as possible. That's why you do the dating thing. You go to dinner. You set the time. Let's say it's 7 o'clock. You're going to Kelsey's. If you tell your date that you're picking them up at 7 o'clock, be there at 7 o'clock. That's just polite, number one. But number two, it shows that you mean what you say. And it shows that you're interested. In fact, being there early is not a bad thing. I'm not saying get there at 6 o'clock. But if you get there 10 minutes beforehand, it shows you're interested. It shows you're eager. It shows you want to be there. Now, if you're not picking them up, and in this day and age, there's a lot of reasons why a woman might not want you picking her up, because she doesn't know you. And the way a lot of guys are these days, it 100% makes sense for a woman to have her own car and her own way out of a situation. So when you're on that date and you decide to meet somebody at Kelsey's at 7 o'clock, and your date says, I'll meet you there, accept that. That's okay. That's not an affront to you. That's somebody being careful in a time where you have to be careful. Because I've seen stories and I've heard stories about guys who get all butthurt that the date didn't want him picking her up. Dude, have you read the news? Meet her at Kelsey's. What the hell's the difference? Once you establish that you're not the guy who's going to throw her in the trunk of the car and take her out to the wilderness, then she'll let you pick her up. But regardless, if it's a 7 o'clock date at Kelsey's, be there at 7 o'clock. When you sit down at the table, be nice. Be courteous. Not just to the date, but to the person greeting you at Kelsey's. Let's say Kelsey has a maitre d'. Be nice. Be polite. When they take you to your table, if the waiter doesn't pull the seat out for your date, pull the seat out for your date. 
I know, we're in the 21st century, and pulling the seat out for a woman is a throwback to another time. So what? Throw it back to another time. Be courteous, be polite. If she doesn't want you to, she'll say so. And if you're a woman and you don't want him to pull out your chair, say so. Neither one of you should be offended by something like that. It should just be how you establish your communication with each other. And it's the beginning of communicating with each other. If you can't talk about something as simple as pulling the chair out, you're going to have problems talking about anything else. It's not a test. It's just something to check off on your mental checklist. Oh, he does that. Oh, she does that. But that's what the date is supposed to show you. The date is supposed to show you what kind of person you're dealing with. If you're a woman meeting a guy at a bar at 7 o'clock and he doesn't show up at 7 o'clock, you already know what kind of guy he is. If you're a guy meeting a woman at 7 o'clock at Kelsey's and she doesn't show up at 7 o'clock, that tells you something. But if they give you a call at quarter of and say, I'm running late because, that tells you something too. If the guy pulls the chair out for the girl, that tells you something. If she prefers not to have the chair pulled out for her and she says something, that tells you something. You don't have to have a debate about each of these things, but you do have to check them off in your head. You don't have to be offended by any of these things, but you do have to check them off in your head. That's what the date is supposed to be about. What's this person like? How is this person going to treat me? How does this person communicate? These are all of the things that the dating process is supposed to answer for you. That's why we go on dates, so that we can figure out what's this person like. Now, if you're really interested in a person, if you're going to have a relationship with them, you're going to want to talk to them. You're going to want to communicate with them. You're going to want to talk about yourself, sure. But you should also want to hear about them so that you know what kind of person you're dealing with. Because if you show up at Kelsey's and you talk nonstop for the first hour of the date, don't ask a single question of the other person, that says a lot about you. And it also sends a message to the other person. And that message is, well, this person isn't interested in anything I have to say. They just want to blab on about themselves. So you have to be mindful of what you're talking about and how you're conducting yourself during the date. Yes, you have to think about your behavior, but that's what the dating process is about. And I know there's a whole line of people out there who say, well, I just want to be honest. I want to show my true self. Well, you can do that. You absolutely can do that. But the reality is, don't we always put on our best face the first time we meet somebody? And if we don't, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we be on our best behavior the first time we get to meet somebody? I don't think that's being dishonest. I think that's just opening the door to further communication. Because if you're on your best behavior on your first date, and your best behavior means you show up 15 minutes late and talk about yourself for the first 45 minutes, and then make your date split the check at the end, if that's your best behavior, maybe that's the real you. Maybe that's who you want to be. But you're not getting a second date. That first date is to show our best face. And also to get to know the person we're with to see if we want to have a second date and possibly a third date. And as the dates go on, you can reveal more about yourself. You can let your hair down a little bit. You can talk more about the things that bother you, that mean things to you, that don't mean things to you. But that's why you have more than one date. You have a date or two or three or four. It's a process. And as the process proceeds, you determine whether there's a relationship developing. That's why we date. And that's why we date more than once. And you reveal a little more of yourself every time. The first date is to dinner. The second date is apple picking in the country. The third date is a shopping trip to the mall while you pick up a gift for your mother's birthday. The fourth date is brunch at an all-you-can-eat brunch buffet. And in each of those circumstances, you get to see the person. You get to have different kinds of conversations. You get to see how they interact in different environments. And you get to see how you communicate. In none of those situations do you have to wind up in bed. 
Sex doesn't have to come into it in any of those situations. It can, but it shouldn't be the focus of any of those first dates because you're supposed to be getting to know the person. At that dinner, you see what kind of food they like. While you're apple picking, you see how they like to ride in a hay wagon. You see what kind of apple they like. Or if they like apples. Or if they like being outside. When you're shopping at the mall for your mother's birthday present, you can get their opinion on things. You can see what they like. When they go past a store, do they want to go window shopping in that store? And that opens up a whole bunch of avenues of conversation, of activity. And as you're doing that, you get to know if it's somebody you want to spend time doing other things with. Whether it's going to the movies or going to bed. You can do that anywhere along the line, but you can also rule it out. That's what the dating process is supposed to be about. And that's where too many people go wrong. That's why people screw it up. People go into the dating scene these days, and really for the past 10 years, maybe the past 15 years, they go into the dating scene with the eye towards, how do I get this person into bed? And it's usually guys who do this, but it's not necessarily guys who do this. But I've seen so many stories about guys who just don't understand how to date. I've seen so many stories about women, and I've seen so many posts from women about how it's so impossible to find a guy who just gets it. And really, those are the kind of posts, those are the kind of messages, those are the kind of articles that made me want to do this episode today, because there's obviously a need for guys to learn how to date. They're just doing it wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's women out there who are basket cases, too. I've heard from guy friends. I've seen guys' posts about women that they've had some weird encounters with. A woman he's never met before asking him for money. Don't send money to somebody you've never met. Just don't do it. Guys getting catfished. If you haven't seen an actual picture of the person and know it's that person, that's probably a red flag you should be aware of. Women who talk about their ex all of the time. Yeah, you're buying into a basket of trouble there. If she's not interested in you and only talking about her ex, that's a big red flag right there. So yeah, there are some women out there who are trouble as well. But boy, guys are the big offenders here. It's a guy who will send an unsolicited nude to a woman he's never met and he's barely talked to on some dating app. Nobody wants to see your unsolicited nudes. Nobody. Get it through your head. Nobody wants to see that. It's guys who show up on dates and talk about themselves, just themselves, nothing else. They don't ask questions. They don't show interest. It's guys who show up on first dates and ask what kind of sex you're interested in. And that's their first topic of conversation. It's guys who do a lot more creepy things on dates than women. And it's because guys don't get it. Guys are stupid. I'm telling you right now, guys are stupid. Not all guys, don't get me wrong. But the guys who are not this way, they know they're not this way, and so they're not going to take offense. But if you're a guy who is this way, you should take these words to heart. Don't take offense. Sit back and listen. Go back to the beginning of this episode and replay it so that you understand what dating is supposed to be about. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a pervert. Don't be a pig. Understand what you're doing when you're getting involved in a dating situation. You're getting into a situation where you're trying to find somebody that you want to spend time with. Dating is supposed to be geared towards finding a long-term relationship. Not everybody gets married anymore, and that's fine. I'm not saying everybody should get married. But people like long-term relationships. People like monogamous relationships. Even if you don't want to get married, most people want to wind up in a long-term relationship so they've got somebody to share the good times with, to help through the bad times, to spend time with, just so that you're not alone if for no other reason. I've seen a lot of guys wind up jerky and alone. And they're alone because they're jerky. And they don't understand why they're alone. And it's because nobody ever told them they're being jerky. So I'm telling you, stop being jerky.
Boy, if you want to see some really scary dating behavior, just Google the phrase dating horror stories. Oh my God, the things that people do on dates. And I'll tell you, it's guys nine times out of 10 being jerks. If you're going to take one piece of advice from this episode, if you're in the dating scene, it's the piece of advice that I use on my Twitch stream. It's the primary rule we have for anybody coming into chat who watches the stream. The primary rule is don't be a dick. That applies across the board in everything you do in life, but especially in dating. Don't be a dick. Be polite. Be friendly. Act like a grown-up. If you do that, your life will be a whole lot easier. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope my TED Talk makes a difference for you. And even if it doesn't, I hope you found it at least entertaining. Nothing like an old guy ranting about something where he has no skin in the game, is there? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. As always, I truly do appreciate all the time you spend here. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.